New week, new episode of Pitching to Contact. The show's still a little hot from last week. How's it going, everyone? My name is Rich Burfer. Hope you all are having a great day. You too, Billy Bean. Um, I am back as always. My co-host, Pete Horner. Uh, we actually have a guest as well who just completely ruined my train of thought before we got on. Got on is Danny Samet. Uh, he is the host of the Neighborhood Play po- Podcast. He is also the mortal enemy of Dr. Mike Son. He's got a suave alter ego. And his podcast is also hosted by Pickles, I believe. How's yeah. it going, guys? Danny, you first of all, before we get to Pete, because nobody really cares about Pete anymore. No. Why are you, wait, what is this pickles thing all about? So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that when I started my podcast that Grillo's Pickles reached out, flew me to Boston, wined and dined me and slid a $600,000 offer across the table. But uh, what I will say is that when I started the podcast, I I was like, you know what? Grillo's Pickles sponsors a lot of bands. They do a lot of stuff in music. Why don't they do stuff in sports? So I emailed them and they said, hey, uh, yeah, we'll do that. Like, what's a mailing address and they just send us pickles and koozies and stuff whenever we really ask for them, which is cool. Uh, and we did a live podcast. They sent us multiple gallons of pickle juice so we could do a pickleback special during the live podcast. So, I mean, I, I've got, I don't have, I'm not, how do I want to put this? I'm not like cash. I, I'm cash poor, but I'm pickle rich. And at the end of the day, like what are we really looking for here? I th- that's kind of incredible. I've never heard something like that before. Dude, Pete, where did you find this dude? <laughs> well, actually, funny story about this. First off, hi, how are y'all doing today? Nobody Ooh. cares. Dude, nobody Ooh. cares. <laughs> cares. It's it funny, Richard. Actually, you were the one who introduced me to this guy because you uh we were at the winter meetings, you know, right. we were down we were down in the casino doing very adult things and you oh, were like that sh- Oh, that was a shit show. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we we were down in the casino, you know, being very much adult like, you know, doing very mature things. And you, you were like, hey, bro, in a certain voice. And you're like, I got this guy from Mike's son. Um, he's, you know, my dude up in Canada. Um, not my dude. No, not yeah. my dude. You <laughs> said my dude. You said my dude. Now, you may have been a little intoxicated. But how you drunk like, do you hey, have dude. to be to call Mike son your dude? I don't know. No, Richard, how drunk do you have to be? I have n- Oh, no. That takes yeah. us back to the to that one podcast we recorded um, in Vegas. The what happened last night episode. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, pretty intoxicated. Yeah, no. Um, like it, it's kind of like the question of like how many licks does it take to get to a center of a tootsie roll pop for Richard? It's how many beers does it take to call Mike's son my dude? It's the, oh. a question as old as time. Yeah, exactly. So basically. Richard's like, hey, man, um, are you guys looking for a scout in southwest Ohio? And I'm like, you know, I could always use some padding in all my regions. So I'm like, of course. And he's like, yeah, Mike Son gave me this dude. Um, and I'm like, yeah, cool. We're here. We're on a networking trip. I'm going to give him a call. So I go up to Caleb's hotel room. And I give this man a call. And we started talking about the Vikings-Eagles game, I think it was. It was. Yeah. The, and how I'm you're feeling through. dropping the ball, literally. Yeah, and Adam Phelan couldn't catch a ball worth his life, and I'm like, you know what? This dude's pretty freaking awesome, and uh-huh. you know, like, and like, basically, a relationship kind of developed from there. And then a second interview happened. I'm like, there's no way I can't hire this guy now. And then literally a week after hiring, we he just texted me randomly out of the blue, basically saying, "Yeah, I am the media." So you know, Danny over here is the media. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It's it's funny with podcasting. I mean, just kind of the whole thing in sports is like it, it's so accessible if you just know how to not be an idiot. 
and I enjoy being an idiot sometimes, but just kind of just the connections I've developed through this, like we broke a story about Les Miles turning down Minnesota for their head coaching job just because a former guest of ours like thought it would be funny if we were the ones that broke it. So <laughs> we are the media. We broke that. We broke Miles Davis uh, leaving Xavier because of the same thing, just people thinking it would be funny if actual media outlets didn't break a story like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to shit where I eat, but hey, I get I, I, I drop bombs, you know? I'm the, yeah, Woj, of, I'm the Woj of... Pickle sponsored podcasts. Jeez. Don't you have your name on like some basketball shorts too? Yeah, the Akron Aviators of the ABA. We st- struck a deal with them, so the Neighborhood Play podcast name is on the side of their shorts. Uh, they kind of just went. What's the like past tense of wing it? Did they they wung it? And uh, they just kind of <laughs> kind of the font that they used kind of looks like something straight off a G unit t-shirt in 2005, but it was just so perfect that we just said, you know what? That that's, that's us G unit logo on ABA shorts. That is pretty much what we're all about. How the hell does Mike son know you? <laughs> it, yeah. Why, it, why does he know a dude who's sponsored by pickles in the middle, middle of Ohio? Okay. So the full story of that, uh, the drummer of the main band I work for, they're called Thrice. Riley from Thrice hosts the Productive Outs podcast. Okay. And uh, when I was getting my podcast off the ground, uh, just through knowing him and tweeting and interacting with him, I got to interacting with Jonah Carey on Twitter. And uh, Jonah connected me with Nick Dyka from the Canadian band Arkells. So we had Nick on the show. And uh, I'm sure you guys know, like, sometimes when you have a guest on a show, you just kind of really hit it off. And you're like, wow. Not only have they recorded this luscious content for me, but now I think we're actually boys. And mm-hmm. us and Nick hit it off really hard. And then uh, when we had an idea to do a live podcast, uh, Nick kind of volunteered Mike's services. I think there was a ball gag involved. I think there were some handcuffs involved as well to get him out of the country and into Cincinnati to do the live show. But Ooh. it kind of all worked out. And now Mike is our friend. Well, now Mike is our associate. Uh-huh. That's I'm sorry, really I don't want. I don't want to speak unclearly. I wouldn't call him a friend. I would call him a begrudging associate. You wouldn't call him your dude either, would you? I would call him my boy, but not my dude. See, so you wow. called him your dude because you were kind of a, you know, what happened last night. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope. I. I hope I never do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were pretty gone, Richard. <laughs> I had. I had a really, really long week. It was really, really long, and somehow How long was it. Um, it started on a Saturday, on the Sabbath. At, um, um, thank you. Um, at like nine in the morning, and then we just just kept grinding until like we left on Thursday. It was horrible. Rise and grind. Yeah, I mean, the winter meetings were they were brutal. I mean, like yeah. even for, even for us, like just like I mean, these guys like upper management was in meetings with teams and all that kind of stuff. But then like us, like the regional managers and all that, we're out there like networking, just grinding our tails off, trying to get names, trying to shake. Up. It was just, dude, you didn't yeah. sit, you didn't have time to sit down. Yeah, it, like, was, it was the the schedule was essentially you get up, you get to the hotel, you spend twenty dollars American on us on us. On like a sand and a coffee, and a coffee. dude. It was yeah. horrible. I wanted to kill myself. But you you get that you get that food in you, and then you have like individual meetings and team meetings, and you just keep going and going from like ten a.m. until like five p.m. And then someone's like, "Hey, want to go? Want to go to the bar?" And you're like, "I'm kind of dying, but yes." Um, <laughs> it sounds um, like Coachella, except without riffraff trying to fight me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I'm just going to leave you on that cliffhanger there. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time Riff Raff was mentioned in like five years. I know. I'm trying to after I'm trying to do a celebrity boxing thing with him if he still has beef, which I'm not sure if he does. What happened, Danny? We were uh, communicating with the same woman, and I oh, was, Lord. and oh, I was not the soberest. And she was like, he flew her out for some award show, and she wasn't about it. And oh. I was chirping her via text while this was all happening. And apparently he wanted to fight me, and then I avoided him all of Coachella because of that. (laughs) Danny, did you meet her on Hinge? No, I met her on Twitter, actually. Yeah, it was a Twitter. 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 Uh, Apparently Twitter is the new Tinder. Dude, I dated somebody for a year after sending over DMs. Wait, first of all, Pete, we're not talking about Tinder this entire episode. I'm so sorry. No, we're talking about Hinge, dude. Hinge is like leveled up. No, no, but here's the thing. I don't know if you've been listening to some of our last like 10 episodes, but for Pete, everything just goes back to Tinder. And he's like recently single kind of. So now everything has to go back to Tinder. Just kind of like with me, everything goes back to Vladdy Guerrero Jr. As it should. So we should probably. It's not that bad. Do we want to put a moratorium on all Tinder and Vlad Jr. talk? Sure, we will. And here's how we'll transition into that. What about Kyler Murray, everybody? Great segue, dude. Yeah, that was an amazing segue. It was not a good segue. No, it was pretty awful. I'm going to be honest. horrible. Thumbs down. No, just, just say it emphatically. And we, uh, so here, here's the, here's, okay, let me, let me educate you two about being the media. We are, since we are the media, we are the influencers, we are the content creators, we are the minds, we create the narrative. So as long as you say it emphatically and never fact check yourself, if somebody fact checks you, just deny it, just say it emphatically and move forward. That is how it is. So it is a good segue, confirmed good segue. Here's actually, one sec, Pete, here's actually a fun fact, just building off of what you said. Being a grad student, I'm also a teaching assistant. And essentially, you learn all the material for the class the day before the students do. So there's never a moment where you're like, yeah, I know this stuff better than the students. Like 100% (laughs) of the time. That's BS. But if you come into that lab on Monday, which I did today, and you're confident, you can BS anything to these kids. Oh, my. I hope they don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) But you can BS anything to them. And they will they will believe you. Today, I didn't BS anybody because the first lab of the year and I had should hopefully understand it but there will come a time where i'm going to have to bs as well as like i've ever done i really hope mike sauna isn't listening to this well mike sauna's in miami he's in south beach i think and his white tea there we go so speaking of bsing uh how do you think that this whole kyler murray situation was fueled by kyler murray just kind of blowing smoke at the a's about how much he wanted to play baseball I'll let Pete handle this question. How about that segue, boys? Okay, that was actually an A-plus segue. Like, honestly, Richard, we should be taking notes from this man right now. Like, like, everything he just said, I'm kind of typing it down as he says it. But talking about Kyler Murray, um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I honestly think the figure that he asked for is simply just similar to the figure that he's going to get in the NFL right away. Um, And in general, like, how do I put it? I don't necessarily think it was a toying thing. I just think that I think it was more of the fact that Oakland just wasn't really that smart in their process with Kyler Murray. I I just don't get it at all. Like no one had him going that high. And 
but you play the risk anytime you're like, yeah, go play sure. football. Like, yeah. I, no, Johnny Manziel came out of nowhere. Dwayne Haskins came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you were an Ohio State fan, you didn't know how good Dwayne Haskins was. Yeah. Unless you Absolutely. Were, exact, Johnny Manziel, same thing. Baker Mayfield, same thing. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes, you didn't know how good he was until this year. He just kind of snuck by. And I just don't understand what possible – angle there was for Oakland to agree to that. I mean, best case scenario, he doesn't do well. And then what? He wastes a year of his development. Why why even draft him in the first place if you're going to lose a like a, a long time for his development? Yeah. yeah. So here's here's my biggest question. That's literally it. Like why did they let him go play football? And but I know there's was- no there's zero reason. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like, like don't get me wrong, like He's extremely talented at both sports. Like, this is probably yeah, the closest thing that we're probably getting to a Bo Jackson ever, and probably yeah. in our lifetimes, maybe. And, like, but, I, dude, I just like, think, and honestly, I, I think Oakland screwed this up so bad. I'm, I'm willing to bet my money on um, Kyler Murray playing football now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things every single year without fail quarterbacks are reached for because it's the most important position it's arguably the most important position in sports as one person that controls so much of a game and people reach on quarterbacks and just look at look at mitch trubisky he started for one year he did okay and he was the number two pick Mm -hmm. in the draft people reach on quarterbacks all the time because you kind of have to Mm -hmm. i have no doubt that murray's going to be a first round pick and there's no doubt in my mind and I, i just don't get it and i just and now the whole other issue is it's not just oakland's problem because he did so well because he won the heisman because he's going to be a high draft pick now you bring mlb into it and now it's an issue of baseball versus football when if oakland kind of just handled this the way that i think anybody would have done just say all right you're either signing and playing baseball now or that's it. We're not going to draft you with the eighth pick and give you this bonus and everything. If you want to go play football, you're some other team's problem. Now mm-hmm. it's baseball. Now it's the whole sport of baseball's problem. Yeah. And I, I don't for a second think that I'm blaming Kyler Murray for it. I think he has every right Kyler, to leverage himself. Yeah, I think honestly Kyler Murray just looks like a genius right now. Like mm-hmm. he's got the ultimate leverage right now. And it's kind of like when you're a high school kid, um, co- you're coming out of high school and you have this really great commi- commitment to like – uh, Mississippi State or Florida, and you're fl- and you're like a Miami kid. You really want to go to Florida, so that's the ultimate leverage, right? Mm-hmm. But this like takes it up a notch. Like now you're l- literally leveraging between two sports, and Oakland just really, really messed this up. And yes, yeah, and uh, Kyler Murray has Scott Boris in his corner. Like is Scott is- Boris representing him for football too? Because yeah. that's, I, that's- I, think so. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's how that no. works. No, because so, that's the thing. I don't think that's possible. So, I, I mean, no. what is Boris doing here even? like, It's just have, every single party involved besides Kyler Murray looks like an idiot right yeah. now. Yeah. And um, honestly, like, what would you do if you're Kyler Murray? Where would you go? Because I'm, going to the, I'm going to the NFL, no question asked. Like, here's, here's my thing. I agree. I'm going to the NFL because if you're Kyler Murray and you're going into baseball, you're you're essentially a very athletic kid who's undersized, really toolsy, really raw, has insane athleticism, but you won't be relevant for three to four years. You probably will swing and miss a lot because you got a bunch uh-huh. of swing. Or you can go to football. You're really, really athletic. You have a quick release time. 
um, you're you're you have a small frame, but like who cares anymore in football? Like he's not going to be the typical drop back uh, quarterback, um, but like he's going to be relevant right away. He's going to have money, and it's well, football. That's the biggest market in America. Totally, and and even besides all of that, I mean, with baseball, the absolute best case scenario is he shoots through the minors, he breaks he breaks into the bigs in three years, mm-hmm. couple years, then a couple years of arbitration, and only then does he hit the open market. Yeah. Besides all, that's a he long timeline money for like ten. No, exactly, years. that's a long timeline in and of itself. But looking at football he would be the face of a city the second he is drafted and all of the marketing marketing opportunities that go along with that besides the guaranteed money he'd make on his rookie deal if he's a first round pick he's yeah. going to be the face of whatever city it is he will own jacksonville he will own new york wherever it is he's going to be the biggest name gonna, in town and you he's going to get paid accordingly yeah, one sec, one sec, Pete. One, just to build off of that, like he's gonna be a star instantly, and like that's why I just don't understand what Oakland's doing. Baker Mayfield played at the exact same school for the exact same coach, who's being lauded as an offensive genius who makes quarterbacks. They're both Baker Mayfield was undersized, and like look what happened to him. Instead of like seeing that as if you're at Oakland Athletics and going like we should probably not let this kid play college football and watch him get sacked every day. Maybe we should sign him somehow and have him play and play and develop in our minor league system. Like, I just don't understand what went down in those meetings. And obviously like Oakland really messed this up. Pete, what's your hot take? Okay. Yeah. I didn't mean to like cut off Danny for saying what he was saying, but it was just like, you're technically allowed to do whatever you want with me on the air. No, that's fair. But I just like, it's a respect thing, right? Because you are the media at the end of the day. No, but, I know. Um, I mean, I could bury you if I wanted to, but I don't. I know you really could. You could bury Monster me. Monster by pickles. Yeah, yeah, de- yeah. Death by pickles. Like waterboarding um, with pickle, Brian. Oh yeah, dude. Awesome. Um, <laughs> What's your hot take, my, hot, my hot take here is: I heard you name some names off, like Jacksonville and all that, for where Kyler Murray's going to go. Has anybody noticed that the head coach, who is now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, who owned the number one pick? has came out on the media and has said before that he would draft Kyler Murray number one overall. That's not going to happen, though. I I don't think it's going to be. I almost said Jaylee Bosa. Nick Bosa is extremely talented. Well, and I mean. But uh, I think I'm going to be a Skip Bayless here, and I'm going to say I would not be shocked if. Something like that happens if he has a really good combine and all that fun stuff. Is it, because, but is who, it? But who saw Baker Mayfield going one one? No, but I mean, is it possible? Sure, but yeah. at the same time, you have a coach who, by all accounts, was okay at best as a head coach in college. He's now the head coach of an NFL team. I don't think that for a second that the Arizona Cardinals franchise would take the chance on Cliff Kingsbury if he wasn't in love with Josh Rosen. And I don't think for a second that he would take the chance on them if he wasn't in love with Josh Rosen. I mean, every coach every week gives lip service to opposing quarterbacks. And I think that Kyler Murray will be a good NFL QB, but I I don't think that's going to happen. I just think that's so just insane. Like that's just insane. But he was the first round pick last year. I just, oh my god. Well, you know, in, in fairness, though, then why are they asking for fifteen million to compensate? Because he's yeah. going to be a because fr- he can, because he can. 
This is, dude, this is big dick energy. No, it's it's some ginormous big dick energy. Yeah. Like I get it, it's because he can, but at the same time, it's like you have to come up with fifteen million somehow. It's not yeah. just like ah oh, fuck it, fifteen million. No, it's fifteen million. That puts it to twenty right? million total, basically. And I mean, that's a pretty high average pick for a first round NFL player. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just I think that he just wants more of like. I think that here's where it is. I mean, 4.65 million is what he got from the A's. All that all being said with all of the hands that have to dip into that and all of the expenditures he had involved with that, that's not going to be 4.65 million going into his bank account. If he can get another 15 million, he's done him and his kids will are good forever. I think that's just kind of where it is. It's, Hey, I can take this option at all of like purely from a business standpoint. If he's a first round pick, that's his life. He's good for life. Yeah. There's no amount of money that can come out of that from agents and business managers and taxes that will leave him as anything other than good for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He just wants Oakland to be like, all right, here's the deal. I can be good for life. I just want that from you and I'll play baseball and honor my commitment. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to do with a specific slotting in the draft. Yeah. Okay. And I I think what's interesting here in this whole sort of situation is like this kind of opens up the floodgates for every for every other two sport athlete. Like um, I don't know what state this kid's in, but uh, Pete, you know Jerry and Ely. I've heard. Yep, I've heard the name. Yes. So he's a Missis. Uh, Danny, do you know Jerry and Ely? I do not. So he's a Mississippi State commit. He's a he's in high school right now in his senior year. He's going to be draft eligible in June, and he's. He, like you got to look up some YouTube videos of this guy playing football. Like the kid's a freak. He's also a baseball player, super raw, super super toolsy. I think uh, Perfect Game even has him like a top their 2019 rankings now. But he runs a six one three, Pete. Really? Holy! Like he like this is okay. like this is a dude who runs a six one three, has a pretty good arm, and honestly, if he he's kind of like that super super athletic kid who doesn't really know how to play baseball just yet, like. CJ Abram is is like that prospect in high school who's just that super athletic, very twitchy kid who like has everything right now and he understands how to play baseball because that's all he's been doing. Jerry and Ely, he's been a two sport athlete and he just has that raw athleticism that can make him really, really good in baseball or really, really good in football. So he's a Mississippi State commit. So like he can get drafted out of high school. He can figure something out. Go play um, football at Mississippi State, and then what? I think that this is just unchartedly bad territory for MLB. Oh, uh, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, the whole argument is we can't lose Kyler Murray, we can't lose his star power, we can't lose his athleticism to football. And at the end, I think that people are trying to make this out to be a baseball versus football national attention thing, which it comes down to a little bit. Kind of is. At the same time, it's like, okay, MLB, you want to roll out the marketing red carpet for a prospect who is, by all accounts, incredibly raw, by all accounts, overdrafted. Why don't you focus that energy on Shohei Otani, on Mike Trout, on Eugenio Suarez, Yasiel Puig, Joey Votto, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado? There's dozens of incredibly talented baseball players with vibrant personalities. Why don't you focus that on them? It's almost like you have a whole separate entity that is one of the most powerful video and streaming services in the world. Why don't you utilize that? Why don't you do anything besides completely change the precedent for high school athletes? Why don't you just do anything besides that? <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with you, Danny, but you guys ready for this mic drop? Oh, God. You know what also would fix this problem for the MLB? If they actually took decent care of their minor leaguers. 
rap air horn. Do, 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 do. What's do, a minor do, do, leaguer? If they actually paid their minor leaguers decent living wages and gave them decent living conditions throughout their time from rookie ball to high triple A, this would not be an issue. Mm-hmm. So abs- really- absolutely. And as somebody that works in music, I've spent more often than not through the last eight years, I've been in similar living situations or worse than minor league baseball players. And basically what their lifestyle is, is like, I would say on a scale of one to 10, as far as musical touring goes with 10 being like private jets and five star hotels everywhere. As far on that one to one to 10 scale for musical touring, a minor league baseball player is probably at like a six. They're not living badly by musical touring standards, but that's still a grind. And that's still something that it, it, takes a toll on you for sure i can speak from experience it is brutal it is absolutely brutal and it just shouldn't be like that they're professional athletes they literally work with their bodies you're living off a bus like i can even speak to it because when you do collegiate summer leagues like when you coach those they like a lot of the owners in the league like to tell you that it's like basically one of the closest things you're going to get to professional baseball in terms of the lifestyle and they're actually right about that (laughs) because we live off like a charter bus essentially and you get paid basically dimes, and mm. it's just like you—you you know—you're just eating fast food every single day. You're traveling eight, nine, ten hours on a, bu- on a bus a day, a game here in this city, a game here in this city. Again, it's a grind, and it sucks. Would you rather do that, or would you rather go get paid a bunch of money in the NFL, get a bunch of marketing opportunities, and at the same time, you're already the king of the hill? Well, and especially coming from Oklahoma, which is one of the biggest institutions for sport for college sports in the country, he's been living like a king. And to go take a, such a massive step back, I mean, no matter how much money he's getting paid, the lifestyle is not going to change. He's not just going to charter himself jets to every game. I mean, it's going from that to that for a, a minimum of three years. Like that just kind of sucks. I'm not That's three I, I'm years good. if he develops at a very high exactly. Rate. Minimum of three years. Minimum. Like that's like Francisco Lindor level of development right there, which isn't guaranteed, especially with people of not necessarily his size, but his play type. If you look at the history of them, they're not necessarily the quickest of developers, but it's just, it's like, it's um like, no, I like the Oakland athletics screwed this up so much. Oh my God. You had one job. Yeah, you had one job. Sign your first round pick and make sure he doesn't play another sport. That's the thing to me. I would have given anything to be a fly on the wall for that. What like there's literally zero positives to letting him play. Okay, so he doesn't sign if you don't let him play football. Okay, get a better prospect. Especially with how deep this year this year's draft was. It's like it's not like it's not like it was Tyler Murray and then a bunch of dog crap. We're talking the eighth pick in the first round of a very deep draft pool. The Reds got Michael Ciani in the third round. That's what I'm saying, though. In a very deep draft pool that there is a endless amount of very much high-potential MLB talent, like, you, like, I just don't get it. Like, what was Billy Bean and the rest of the front offices, like, what was this meeting like? like? Like you said, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in this just conference room that they're just talking about this because I'm just like, what is their thought process behind this? Did they just think, oh, no, he's not going to do anything at football, and we'll just let him do that to be in shape. We won't no, have exactly. him. Like, 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 like what, what is this? Like, this this isn't a Bo Jackson scenario. Like, that's not how this is going to work. Like, nobody's going to no, – no team in the NFL is going to let them – Kyler Murray played both football and baseball. No, just no, logistically, it doesn't work. It just doesn't okay. work logistically. Like, by the okay. way, Rich, Richard, I know you've been dying to talk. 
Yeah, am I allowed talking right now, dude? That's um, not my call. That's, that's true. I'm, 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 I'm just waiting for Pete's permission. Uh, by the way, Pete, you're going to love this, but since today is chest day, uh, my former roommate, Ke- it's back day? It's back day my former Kevin! roommate, Kevin hey, Kachari is here. Kevin! So- up, boy? My dude! <laughs> <laughs> how, how you like a baker down there? Oh, yeah. That's so great, dude. Cleveland is so revived right now. We're actually relevant again. We don't need LeBron James anymore. It's amazing. What is what is happening on this episode? We're oh, just madness is happening. to the shit show. So wait, um, I, I'm guessing Danny, you're all for uh, Kyler playing football. Um, I'm pretty sure, certain that Kyler is going to play football on the next level. Pete, what's going to happen to Kyler Murray? Now we're going to get Kevin's opinion. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, unless the Oakland Athletics are going to completely drain their uh, salary and draft cap and player development cap for the next two, three years, because I'm sure it's not that much for $15 million for a Kyler Murray. Um, no, he's playing football. Well, and the precedent that it sets is just, it's insane. It would change the sport of baseball forever. It would, like, it would screw every other team. It, it, it can't happen. It just can't happen. Yeah. It's, and- it's, it would make everything more screwy than it already is, because it already is pretty screwy. Baseball makes so much sense right now. Everything is exactly how it should be. <laughs> <and> oh, <perfect. laughs> yeah, so much. <laughs> Um, like literally in my mind it's like uh kyler murray can either go play to the oakland um oh my god i'm just stockton baby (laughs) is it stockton like the apparently they're start they would start him in high a high a so whatever the the oakland's equivalent of bluefield wherever the fuck that is (laughs) so he's gonna either play there or he can play in arizona or new york city or Jacksonville. I don't even know where Jacksonville is, actually. It's, in Florida, Florida. it's in Florida. Okay, it's it's in Florida. A, so, you know that all those, like, Florida man news headlines? No. No. Why okay, would there's I a Twitter account. Okay. that's. I'm sorry. I forgot that you were foreign. But uh, there's... <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, you have no idea how much work I have up here in grad school. I just, I just defended my thesis proposal. Like, I'm living under a rock. Surrounded by See, baseball and pitcher data. I didn't even go to college, and we're on the same podcast, so. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? On that, um, yes. Kevin, on that note, Kevin, where is Kyler Murray going to play next next year? Okay, Kyler's going to be stupid, and he's going to go to play football, but he should stick with baseball, though. This boy is so undersized. I get it. New, a new quarterback's coming to the league right now, the undersized and whatnot, but he hasn't faced a J.J. Watt. He hasn't faced a uh, Jadavian Clowney or Dante Hightower. Those boys are going to eat him up. Yeah, but he's going to be eating up that money. Real quick, quick. did they eat up Baker Mayfield, though? Did they eat up Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield has – are we allowed to say big? Yeah, we could say big dick energy. Baker Mayfield has big, big energy. You can't tell me Kyler Murray doesn't with what he's doing right now? Yeah. That's a force field. No, I don't think Kyler Murray has the same personality. Yeah, and my – first of all, in my mind, because this is our podcast – uh, we kind of disregard our future employers, and we just kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please don't like if we're if we're interviewing yeah. for your team to work in your front office. Can you maybe not listen to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, the second we we um we apply for a front office position, we just pull the plug on this podcast, delete yeah. it from because you know TMZ or some random dude in their mom's basement is gonna <laughs> go through our tweets and find this five years down yeah, the line. Uh, oh, yeah, every- you know, Richard Burford, the pitching development mogul of uh, the 
Let's say the let's say uh, the Atlanta Braves. Like, oh, 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 the pitching mogul, that guy. Oh yeah, he was on this podcast and he said uh, Kyler Murray or like he said Billy Bean was stupid for doing this. Like I just want it on the record for all future employers that Pete is technically my superior and he forced me to be on this podcast under threat of getting fired. So just you. so you know, he I am he, I'm giving these lethal takes because he told me he would fire me if I didn't. So I, I there is no documentation of that, no proof whatsoever. Uh huh. But just one last thing. We're going to have to close wrap this podcast up soon. <laughs> but um, before we just get fired from our current jobs. Um, but see, here's the thing with Kyler Murray. When I watch him play, he kind of reminds me of Lamar Jackson, who can kind of throw a football. Um, Kyler's got a gun. He's got a way better if Lamar Jackson. What are you trying to say about Lamar Jackson, dog? What? What are you trying to say about Lamar Jackson, dog? I just don't think he's going to be that good. I agree. Nice. Dude, I'm My the- roommate's the biggest Ravens fan I know, and he doesn't like Lamar. He has he wears a Flacco jersey every Sunday, not I, a Lamar Jackson. Jersey. That's well, awesome. That's, see, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> but um, here's the thing with Kyler Murray: like, I don't really have a problem with size. I don't think it matters that much. But it's also important to have a durable frame, and having a frame that small, like you better have a r- lot of good protection from your O line. See, I don't think that even comes into the discussion. I think it's just a business decision. Yeah, I know, but I I know it's a business decision. I'm just thinking about his health and well-being as like a proud mother of a guy who might play pro pro sports. And uh, congratulations! (laughs) Thanks, dude. Dude, you have no idea how crazy the past like six months have been. This man is the only mother in the entire country of Canada that literally looks like a Jersey Shore rep and does nothing but wear wife beaters on a daily basis. (laughs) Oh. before we close this out, um, <laughs> Danny, the roast. Danny saw me for two seconds before we jumped on this podcast. Uh, Danny, what did you what did you think of me? I said that you, I didn't realize that Jersey Shore expanded to Canada. Ah, ah. common consensus, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, yo, 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 Richard, real quick, do you go to the gym and lift like that though? Yes. I put dude, shorts on, but yes. Well, even better, dude. You might as well wear like a silver chain around your neck. He literally two. is right now. Or is he? Chains. Do you okay? What kind of what do you put like any product in your hair to like spike it up, or is it yeah. just naturally no. just like that? No, I'm not you. Oh no! Well, I don't spike my hair. I like actually style my hair because I yeah. care about the flow. This I'm 25 and I'm losing my hair, so that's cool. <laughs> I mean, you also have the best beard game ever. Like. <laughs> I, w- I appreciate it. I want to go that far, but it's a pretty solid beard game, and your dog's pretty adorable. So, like, it's, it's my friend's dog. I can't take oh, credit for that. Sorry, your friend's dog is adorable. Dude, Associated I- media. Shout Dude, out to Facebook. actually here. I got to plug the dog at Punk Rock Milo on Instagram. He is Elena DeSoto, the talent buyer at the Masquerades Dog in Atlanta, and he is a very good boy, and I he has have- great content. I still have no idea how we found this dude, but <laughs> anyways, on that note. Hey, real, real, real quick, can you plug those pickles real quick for us? Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you're looking for a pickle that will literally change your life, I mean, it's got a delightful briny crunch. They've got hot and spicy chips, hot and spicy spears, regular spears, regular chips. I mean, there's literally nothing bad about them. And they also have better merch than most streetwear companies. That's a fact. Grillo's Pickles, the official pickle of the podcast. Well, well. On that note, I hope everybody has as good of a day as Kyler Murray's having. And Pete, do we have anything else to add? Um, 
You know, honestly, no. You know I mean, what? Pro- probably this, not. You know what? Nothing, probably really, not. nothing of value that won't open up like another fifteen minutes of conversation. But we know you got to get to the gym and get chest day in. So back day apparently. Oh, is it back day? Is yes. it shoulders and back, or is it just back? Or is it back and biceps? Back and biceps. That's an interesting duo. I do back and chest. And oh wow, man! Do you, you know? Like, are you just like not able to move like your torso when you wake up in the morning, or how does that work? <laughs> Who cares? God, who cares about a torso? Dude, <laughs> yeah, who cares? yeah, it's all about moving your biceps, not your torso. Uh-huh. All you got to have is like Twitter fingers at this point. Curls, cardio, Twitter fingers. That's my life. Pickle. And, and lately with Oakland Athletics, with the Oakland Athletics, your Twitter fingers just turned to trigger fingers. I'm so triggered by all of this. I just, I mean, I just, to sum, to sum up my point, Kyler, Go get your money, MLB. You have a guy named Shohei Otani who quite possibly is the best person. When it comes down to what makes up playing the sport of baseball, I don't know if there's ever been anybody that is over, like overall as good as Shohei Otani. Market him. He's a good boy. There's a lot of good boys. Just market them. Don't market a prospect who may or may not be good. Market the bat flips. Stop saying it's disrespectful to baseball. Make they baseball fun them. again. Make baseball fun again. Let the kids play. If it's so disrespectful, then stop leaving pitches right down the middle that they can hit 500 feet over the left field fence. Thank you. <sighs> Marcus Stroman. Yeah, thank you. Good night. Future Come red on. Marcus Stroman. Oh, great. Um, Wonderful. On that note, people are going to start hating us. So let's wrap this up. Until next week, this has been Pitching to Contact, probably our second best episode to date. Nice. Thank I'll you. take second. <laughs> Just this one is just to keep you humble. The Dodgers of podcasts. There we go. That's not too bad. Anyways, guys, Danny, thank you for coming on board. Thanks for having me, boys. Problem. Pete, it's always been a a pleasure. Till next week.